Let's start welcoming a man who never babbles, but he was pretty handy bouncing a basketball and calling at the sport as well, and he's a great friend of the show and station. Because the uh, AMBL season is underway, and we're about to head into round number three. The Breakers have started the season with one win and a loss, and are now headed over to the US for the NBA NBL crossover, where they will face the Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz. Casey Frank, how jealous are you of those players? Uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Something that certainly wasn't around when uh, I I was uh, still playing and bouncing that ball around in the league. But for the guys that are playing now, it is a chance to prove yourself against the best players in the world. And for those guys who have NBN aspirations, it is a chance to get yourself in front of scouts, show what you can do against NBA talent. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's the pinnacle of the sport uh, to get over there to play in those gyms, even if it is a preseason, even if there are some sacrifices to be made in the middle of the year. It's a fantastic opportunity that all these guys really relish. How much can you impress in a one-off game like that? Because it is sort of pre-season-y for the NBA sides. I don't know what stock do you think scouts would put in games like that. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, push this off as this is not a great chance. I just want you to, to elaborate that on to us. Well, I think uh, it, it depends. There's two ways, sort of. There's the guys who are already on the radar, and there's a the guy who isn't on the radar at all. And I think uh, these are opportunities in the preseason game to get yourself on the radar. You know, somebody who maybe an NBA team wasn't thinking about. Uh, and it's probably not for something this year, but for in the future, summer league opportunities, the chance to come to camp later on. You can go out there, you can play well enough, and a team's going to be like, oh, I don't really, I, we haven't followed this guy. He looked like he could compete out here. We should put him on his list. We should start paying attention to him. If there's an opportunity, maybe we start scouting him a little bit closer. Uh, for guys that are already on that list, who maybe were a fringe, or maybe have been trying to play in the D, D League, uh, G League, sorry, for the last couple of years, guy like a Zylon Cheatham, who's uh, been in that G League, trying to make it to the NBA. He can come up, and he doesn't get those opportunities against NBA guys in the G League. It's other G League players. So to go out there in this game and, and to play against some rotation guys and to go out there and have good minutes, regardless of the fact that it may or may not be a preseason game, you have to take every opportunity you want to make uh, to make those impressions because they don't come along very often. And, yeah, the chances are not a lot will come out of it. There's not a ton of players right. we'll go through. But, you know, the, 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 if, if there is a chance and you do want to make it to that next level, I mean, there's only uh, there's less than 400 guys in the NBA. So uh, if you want to be one of those four, you have to take every opportunity that comes your way. To the NBL itself, the Breakers are 1-1. One and one. What happened on Thursday night? It seemed like, um, well, the Bullets were uh, quite capable of hitting some ridiculous shots down the stretch. Yeah, some big shots. Uh, I think defensively the breakers weren't where they needed to be, uh, especially considering the fact that it was a really pr- pr- pretty focal uh, focal point offense through the hands of Nathan Sobey, what he was able to do off the dribble and really get deep penetration, create opportunities for himself and offensive rebounding opportunities uh, that sealed the game. But over the course of the game, I think there was a level of physicality, which was – Brisbane was playing that was tough for the breakers to match, uh, especially with Finn Delaney not a- a available in the game. You know, he's uh, tending to a, a lower leg injury that hopefully I don't believe is serious and he won't miss much time, but they're taking a little bit uh, careful at this point. So when you don't have uh, one of your more p- powerful interior players, one of those guys who's responsible for the boards and playing that would physically, it does make it t- tough to respond. And, uh, the Breakers, they were in that game for most of it, but they just were never really able to find that rhythm because of that level of physicality that Brisbane was playing with. 
And uh, that, in the end, I think is what enabled them to get that victory. Former top basketballer and commentator these days, Casey Frank, is with us as we uh, talk about the early stages of the uh, ANBL in its embryonic phase, you could say. But I want you to make a way too early hot take about the Breakers after two games. Well, I, I think they're good enough to make the final four. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, at, at this stage there's too much else to claim out of it other than that the talent level is really good. Offensively, I think they're going to be a little bit better than they were last year. And defensively, I think they're going to be a little bit worse. Uh, I do. The, the one concern I do have when I'm looking at this team is um, the, the, the size and the, their reaction to the size that they're going to be playing against. When you look at teams across the competition last week, you know, a couple of weird cans came to town, Brisbane came to town. These are good teams with, you know, multiple six, ten players and above. The Breakers just do not have a lot of players in that space. So that is one area I am concerned that maybe they might be a little bit small this year. It's a tight league, though. I think week two, every single game was under ten points, the margin, right? That, that's, that's fantastic. That's what you want. The, the the spread of talent across the league is fantastic. No doubt about that. I think uh, certainly it helps that uh, teams are able to bring in three imports, so that evens things out. But the development of local players, both in New Zealand and Australia, has been phenomenal. Uh, there's a lot of youth on board now. I mean, some of these guys, these 18, 19, 20-year-old players that are Australians and have NBA uh, futures in front of them, but they're going through the MBL instead of going through the college system has really lifted that overall talent pool, I think, for the local players. And it is game in, game out. It is tough. You look at a team like the Adelaide 36ers right now, really struggling to get a win, but they just can't get over that hump. But it's not because they're a lack of talent. It's just because the other teams are converting a little bit better at the end. So when that all the talent is reasonably focused and reasonably even it does come down to execution it does come down to how you're performing at the end of games if you want to get those wins because if the talent's even it's all about the x's and o's and how you're competing on that side when you peer across two other sides and you look at them in the makeup of how they're structured um do, do the breakers stick out in any way you know i read and hear some things that you know there's an apparent lack of size this uh, this season is that a real concern for the breakers now that you've been able to see the field I don't think it's a real concern. I think Zylan Cheatham's probably a little plays a little bit bigger than what he's listed out on the score sheet. Uh, but but it, it is an issue. I think uh, the the one thing that I look at them, I just think they have to play a little bit faster uh, to find ways to score in transition with a little bit more ease. If it becomes a half court slog for them at all times, uh, at the, you know from what we've seen so far, I think it can get a little bit difficult there. And what we saw in the game against Brisbane was that lack of three point shooting that Finn Delaney really. Uh, contributed to in game one pulling out that those four men those five men out from the paint opening up those driving lanes if you don't have that uh, you know that one little piece of the puzzle comes out and obviously it's not no longer complete and you're not able to sort of pressure teams the same way you'd like to normally so uh you know i'm not not too concerned i think you know going over to this u.s trip one thing i think modi moore is going to be really excited about is it's a chance for a lot of practice i mean they're going over for the two games but they're over there for two weeks, and they'll be practicing in top-flight facilities. This will be re- they're really their first chance to have this much time together as a squad. It was quite disrupted in the preseason with the Tall Blacks away at the World Cup. Uh, a majority of the team was out there, so this will be a chance for those guys to come together, to gel together. The results against the NBA teams aren't going to matter, but I expect them to come back a much better and uh, more well-drilled team. 
I'd like to know, how are you and Mel's breaking down the name Parker Jackson Cartwright? Have you come up with something short, catchy, something punchy? This reminds me too much of a Sex and the City character right now. Uh, I, I need some help. How, how, should we, how, how should we call Parker Jackson Cartwright? doesn't roll Man, I, I, it, it is tough. It is tough, especially when he scores as much as he does. So I have, uh, I have shortened it to PJC. <laughs> PJC is the one that I'm going with uh, more often than not. I have not heard yet uh, whether or not he's okay with that one. But until I get something better, I'm going to have to roll with that one a little bit because he's dropping like 25, 30 points a game. I can't be saying Parker Jackson Cartwright that often. Uh, well, hey, what, do you know what else you'd be happy with? Um, Derek Rucker saying he's going to be a leading front runner for the MVP after one game. Right? It, oh. PJC will love that. He will, but Derek Rucker, he's, I think he's tossed out about four front runners for the MVP up to this point. Uh, love his analysis, but he, is, uh, he, he does not lock it down to one player. But, you know, certainly if he's able to play defensively the way he did in game one where he got five steals, uh, puts that kind of pressure on the rim, obviously offense is going to be good, and I think that partnership with William McDowell-White is going to provide great dividends as well. So if the breakers are successful, he will be on that short list. So you'd never do that, would you, Casey? You would, like, if you did a radio hit in Australia to the Adelaide market, you're not, you, you're not going to completely you know, pump up the tyres of Adelaide. You keep it real. You'll say the 36ers uh, suck. Don't, don't you? You'd say that. I mean, sadly, uh, the, I would, and that is probably one of the reasons how my career is where my career is at. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with talking to us every week, mate. We absolutely love it. We absolutely love uh, like it, but seriously, like the, the 36ers are 0 and 4. Um, but the sort, the sort of a, a, they haven't really been blowing out in many of the games. But my, like, imagine being 0 and 4. Like, it must be so disheartening at this stage of the season, looking up and going, "We're probably not, probably playing to avoid the wooden spoon, maybe." Uh, at this stage, I mean, coming into the season, that's what everybody would have thought. Uh, I, I think one of the things that's really given them problems is they were trying to bring in their next star, Flowers, and run him at the point guard, and it became evident really quickly that he was just not up to the task uh, to be that facilitator, to handle the ball pressure that the, these uh, players that are a little bit more further developed in their careers are going to do to a young guy who's 18, 19 years old. So when that's gone to the wayside, they've had to change things up a little bit. They do have a talented team, but there's a lot of pressure on uh, C.J. Bruton over there. I mean, uh, I know Breakers fans love him. He's a former teammate of mine with the Breakers and loved competing against him. But uh, last year as a head coach, he had a lot of problems. Uh, I think culture certainly was one of them. He didn't, was unable to sort of keep that team together and focused on the end goal. And early in this season, those losses piling up, there's a lot of pressure on him to find a way to better communicate what he wants the team to get done. Because uh, up to this yeah. point in the season, I, we just haven't seen it. Casey, it's a huge weekend for basketball. There's nothing more significant than the start of the NBA preseason over the weekend. <laughs> a whole host of games. No, nothing, nothing more get our blood boiling, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Preseason basketball, you know, it's, uh, it, it is a good chance, I think, uh, to see some of the teams, especially that have changed up. We're going to get our first looks at teams like Boston, our first looks at teams like Milwaukee. Uh, but, but the NBA preseason is just about guys trying to get their bodies up and ready to go. I mean, when you look at the number of the games that they've in the NBA, 82 games per piece, uh, even those first five or six games can seem a little bit like preseason. Uh, the number one thing for all these teams that go out, don't get injured, and try and see what you have. You're working out those rosters. You're working out those rotations. 
and seeing if some of the young guys, some of the guys you traded for, signed as free agents, where they fit in. But it's a whole lot of, of just, you know, getting the toes, dipping the toes in the water. Nobody's going for a dive just yet. Oh, there's Bulls fans very excited about learning about uh, the likes of uh, Max Heidegger and Onrulup Beatum. Um, I, I can't wait to spend my night finding out whether where what, what part of the planet they're from before never mentioning their names ever again. We will mention your name again in weeks to come, Casey. Always love chatting to you, mate. Always learn so much. Thank you so. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.